Do you have an idea for a podcast, but you don't know where to start? Maybe you're overwhelmed by all the tech or you're convinced nobody will actually listen to you. Well, I'm Shauna Game. After nine and a half years as a professional podcaster, at this show, everyone's talking money. And 25 million downloads later, let me tell you the secret to a profitable podcast. It is building a solid foundation, your podcast roadmap before you launch. That's why I created the Podcaster Class, a fast-paced group cohort podcasting for profit eight-week style NBA program. The Podcaster Class is immersive, comprehensive, and insanely motivational. If you want to create a podcast, DIYing a launch is just not the way to go. In the Podcaster Class, you'll get the tools, tips, and strategies to create a podcast that resonates with listeners and one you can be proud of. Get this. 90% of podcasters never make it to episode three. That's 2.8 million podcasters who just quit. So to be a top podcaster, you only need to publish 21 episodes, but you got to make them good. So in the podcaster class, I'm taking the mystery out of how to create, launch, and profit from your podcast so you can create a top 1% podcast just like this one. The May cohort is now open for enrollment. Classes start May 22nd. There are only 15 spots open. You are going to learn podcasting with me and 14 other amazing people. You can learn all the details at thepodcasterclass.com. Use code podcast when you sign up for $100 off. That's thepodcasterclass.com. When it comes to financial advice, you got to trust the source. It's why you listen to this podcast. When I'm looking to upgrade my wallet, I turn to NerdWallet. Their expert team of nerds dives into the details to help you find smarter financial products. Before NerdWallet, I was paying for vacations all wrong. (laughs) I was missing out on miles. I didn't even know I was leaving on the table. Now I've got a new card with more miles and more upgrades. What could future you do with more travel rewards? I don't know, maybe that fancy hotel upgrade that you have always been dreaming about. Wherever you go next, make it happen with a smarter travel credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. Hey friends, welcome to Millennial Money, the podcast where I, Shauna Compton Game, get to chat with some super inspiring people who will inspire us all to get up, take back our bank accounts, and chase after that life we know we want to live. And wow, today is a great episode where I get to chat with Shannon about how we can unlock healing in all the areas of our life that we really feel stuck with Reiki. So Reiki is um, is a healing energy, and it's performed usually by a practitioner who can um, kind of sense where there might be blockages or where the body's holding on to tension or emotional pain. And a lot of times when we're holding on to that, we're not able to feel good, to enjoy an abundant life, to call in a new job, to speak up for ourselves at work and get a promotion. And so by working with the body to release what it's holding on to, you can tap into those places in your body that have been feeling held back. Millennial Money with Shauna Compton Game. It will expand your brain. Everyone knows that putting money aside in savings is really important. But then what? Should you keep your savings locked in a CD for a higher rate or keep them liquid in a money market? 
Can your checking account help you save too? Or is it about creating the right combination? We believe real banking is a conversation. Let's talk about the savings options that are right for you. Learn more at sandyspringbank.com. Member FDIC. We tend to talk about money in this very linear, non-human way, in my opinion. Do these seven steps, save this much money, invest in this, etc. But that can leave you feeling isolated and super confused about what you're supposed to do. If you don't do these seven steps, does that mean your money doesn't flourish? Heck no. Maybe those seven steps weren't the right steps for you to actually make. I really want to help you put this human element back into your money, into your life, into your goals, because we're all different. So we're all going to do this thing differently. And I don't know about you, but I have had so many things that have felt like at least they were blocking me from achieving goals. And yes, of course, not always having enough money, that is definitely a blockage, but I think it's so much more than that. What I know from talking to hundreds of people is that I'm definitely not alone. (laughs) We all got our own stuff. We all got something. So I decided to try a Reiki session from Shannon after hearing some really positive results from friends. And although it didn't drop an extra six figures in my bank account, which would have been nice, of course, it did help me see where I'm getting stuck and what is actually holding me back. And then, of course, the work is up to me to actually work through those things. So Shannon is a listener of the podcast and is an intuitive and Reiki energy healer. And she's full of reasons why all of these alternative treatments like Reiki can actually help you figure out what is blocking you so that you can flourish as well. We're talking about Reiki, which seems like this strange thing to be talking about in correlation with money. Uh, But there actually are, I think, some really strong correlations behind the mindset around money and those things that keep us stuck, those blockages. So I'd love to just start out with how can Reiki treatments help us identify these blockages, this bad stuff that we're all carrying around? Sure. So Reiki is something that some people are aware of, some people aren't really. I think it's becoming more popular in our culture's dialogue to talk about energy and how we feel and our emotions and how it relates to money, definitely. But Reiki is something that it's an energy healing. So it's kind of like massage in that what the therapist will touch different parts of your body, but instead of kind of massaging a muscle or working through tension um, on a physical level, you're really working through it on an energy level. So mm, the yeah. way that I work is uh, in an in-person or a distance session, I'm tuning into the person's energy field. And so everybody kind of has this energy about them. You might feel it when they walk into a room. You might feel like somebody's, oh, they're in a great mood or they seem kind of sad today. And that's because their energy is telling a story. So when I'm working with somebody with Reiki, I'm using kind of my intuitive sense to tune into where they're holding tension in their body, 
where they might be holding physical pain, um, emotional pain shows up, not just in the mind, but in different parts of the body. And um, I'm just tuning into that and directing energy into those centers to hopefully clear it and help them feel better, feel more relaxed, feel like they've released something that maybe they've been holding on to for a long time. Yeah, that, it's so powerful. And I think if someone's never had Reiki before, there's kind of this idea of <laughs> what's what's being done to me. <laughs> right. Like, am and, I going to feel anything? Yes. Or, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, you've, you've worked with a lot of different people. And it, are there any, I guess, similarities of these sort of blockages that keep people stuck? Like, are there, you know, like the core five or whatever it may be that you see over and over again that just through living life, like this is the stuff that gets us stuck? Yep, definitely. So the way how I teach it when somebody comes to me for a Reiki session, and it's not something I made up, it's something that a lot of people are aware of, but we have these main energy centers in our body called the chakra system. And when I tune into the chakras, I definitely see patterns. I work mainly with women, though I will say I have some um, very wonderful men that I work with a few, but I do work (laughs) mainly with women. And so I'm seeing it kind of from the more feminine perspective, but I'll say that what I see as a pattern in most women I work with is the solar plexus chakra really being um, having a lot of issues around it. So the solar plexus is right in the stomach area. Um, it's just above the belly button. If you were to make a fist with your hand and place it above your belly button where your stomach is, that's where the solar plexus is. And that's our seat of power. So Mm. it's feeling in control of our lives. It's feeling like we have power over our choices. And I would say 80% of the women I work with have kind of what looks to me um, almost like a gash in that area. It looks kind of like an open wound. Yeah. And I think it's because a lot of times women will come in and feel like whether it's a relationship or an issue at work they're they're not in control. They don't feel like they have the power to stand up for themselves, to speak up for themselves. And it all kind of then rests in the stomach area. And a lot of times these chakra issues actually translate to physical issues where they're coming in and they might have like stomach issues or they might not be able to, to digest certain foods. And it's showing up as solar plexus chakra issues. So that's definitely the big one that I see. Um, and the other two that I see most frequently are the sacral chakra, um, which is the area just below the belly button. And again, you can make a fist and just kind of hold it there to feel the energy in your body there. This is the area for the reproductive system. And so for women who've gone through issues with childbirth or fertility or who have a history of birth trauma, I actually have seen it in women who haven't personally had any birth trauma, um, but who have had sisters or their mother had trauma. And it shows up in them because we do carry wounds for other people. Um, So the sacral chakra will hold that. Yeah. And then the other place that I see a lot of tension and blockage is the throat chakra, very much in connection with the solar plexus. The throat will be kind of clogged, blocked. Um, it To me, it almost feels like my hands are moving through like sticky, thick material when mm. I feel it in a person. And this, again, is connected with that feeling of being empowered. 
is having trouble speaking up for yourself, communicating clearly, and seeing the truth. Because a lot of times we tell ourselves what we want to see rather than what's <laughs> truly there. And sometimes it takes a while to dig deeper to say, actually, wait a second, this isn't working for me. This friendship, this relationship, this job, this isn't quite right for me. And so um, sometimes it takes a little bit of digging to get to the point where you can really clear that that area. Yeah. Wow. So it's so fascinating and powerful. I know definitely the it was funny uh, about a year ago I went to an acupuncturist and I, I kept saying this I have this knot like right above my belly button. It it sort of feels hard and for a while it 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 frightened me a little bit like what is this thing? And she looked at me and she says, "Oh, that's your solar plexus because you can't digest life." Oh, and I yeah. was like, yeah. What? <laughs> I know. And you're like, wait, how do I digest life? Right, right. <laughs> like, I really want to learn how to digest right. it. What's going on? But it's, it's amazing. It, it almost is, it's sort of mind-blowing in a way that our bodies are actually fairly simplistic and yet very complex at the same time. But we, when we go to the doctor and we complain that something's wrong with us, I feel like this is my opinion, of course, but I feel like they're looking at us for one specific little, you know, fragment of problem that we're coming into and not looking at how our bodies and our minds and our souls, all of that is interconnected in the things that we're carrying around with us. And I think that's what I like about Reiki is that you're sort of seen as this whole person. And when you start describing how everything's connected, it just, it, 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 it makes sense. Yeah. I think, um, traditional medicine definitely has its place and I respect it because it's helped me and my family in many different ways during sure. emergencies. But I do see a lot of people who come in who have been failed by traditional medicine for chronic issues, for things that after you run all the blood tests and do the scans, don't really have an answer. Um, and a lot of times it is something that's emotional, that's being held in the body that's just not going to show up on a scan or show up in a blood test. And that's kind of where I come in and um, go through the emotional history. And it's it's... It feels therapeutic, but it is different than therapy in that um, I'm working, I'm speaking with the person, but I'm working with the energy of the body in addition to that. And um, I don't have that kind of ongoing relationship where people see me once a week and talk about their right. issues. And yeah. it's kind of a, a, I usually see people every three to six months, I would say, just for kind of tune-ups and to see where things are. Um, and so it keeps the relationship a little bit lighter, but at the same time offers that kind of deep dive that people aren't really getting from the traditional medicine or therapy relationships that also can serve them and definitely have their place. But this offers something a little bit different. Yeah, for sure. And how would you connect then let's say someone's having issues in a certain area of their finances, or maybe they're trying to do something big and it seems scary and, and fearful for them. Yeah. How can having Reiki help push through some of those blockades or blockages that people have? Yeah, that's a great question. So when it comes to finances, when I when I'm working with people who have either some difficulty with their finances, a lot of times what it looks like to me is they've kind of pushed um it looks like kind of shadowy energy in the corner 
in the corners of their energy field. And so what I try to do is in the Reiki session, clear that. And Reiki, again, is a pure healing light energy. And so it can clear anything that's not um, not being brought into the light or not being seen. And then I do follow up with them to kind of talk to them about it and coach them through, okay, what does it look like to go through that pile of bills that's been sitting on your desk or mm, yeah. to look at your bank statement or to maybe hire a financial advisor or coach? Um, because a lot of times it does come up. And I have to say that people will tell me their deepest, darkest secrets in a session but they're often very afraid to talk about money and they'll tell me <laughs> details about their love lives. <laughs> and when I get to the money piece of things, there are no details shared. They kind of nod. Right. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, like I can see that it's clicking, but, um, but they don't want to share much about it. So I know that that energy being pushed to the corners, what I'm seeing is this kind of dark shadowy energy around their field. For a lot of people, that's because there's some shame. There's some, um, regret. Maybe there's this feeling of, I'm just going to push this away so I don't have to look at it. And the Reiki and the coaching really calls it to front and center and helps people to look at it. And I, the way I like to work is in a really practical, down-to-earth way. So it's not like, oh, you have shadowy energy. Okay, bye. It's like, <laughs> what do we do about that? Like, right. how do you get more comfortable? How do we work with the places in your body that are holding tension around money? A lot of times it is the solar plexus because people can feel really out of control when it comes to their finances. They get a big bill in the mail or something catastrophic happens that costs them thousands and thousands of dollars. And the solar plexus will just kind of crumple under the weight of that, especially if it's not strong already. And so the work that I do is to really strengthen the energy field, call everything back into focus and help people to look at it in a really clear, enlightened way. And then I'm curious, we're going to talk a little bit about the session that I that I had with you because I think it's important and, and about other Reiki sessions that I've had. This is sort of a new discovery for me since I lost uh, my hearing last October in my left ear and sort of have been on this wellness mindset journey to heal my own body because traditional doctors have kind of just throw their hands up in the air and like, well, we don't know. Yeah. Um, and, but I'm curious. So when you're working with someone and let's say there is whatever blockage, but let's just say maybe there is some sort of monetary blockage, whatever that mm -hmm. may be. And you say you kind of clear those channels. Is that something mm -hmm. that somebody would feel or how would they then realize like, okay, this, this blockage or whatever this may be is suddenly gone. And now I can try to do those hard things. Like, I'm yeah. just kind of curious about what someone would expect that they would feel. Yeah, a lot of times when people are done with the Reiki portion, they'll feel different internally, they'll feel like I recently had a client describe it as something being pulled out of her. Um, yes. A lot of times people feel intense heat or cold, and that's almost like a detox process for what is being held energetically in the body is leaving. Um, and the Reiki does continue to work usually for a day or so after the session. But what the follow-up that I do where, um, like you experienced, I take notes and I share them and I give guidance on what steps to take. That's the most important piece of it because... 
like I'm, as I said before, I'm not the, in the traditional therapy model where we follow up a week later and we keep the relationship going and I'm following up. I give the person the steps and then it's, it's up to them to take it and do it on their own, kind of like bringing up the, the bills and looking at the bank statements and all of that. And my intention and my hope is that with the Reiki, that clears something that gives them a little bit more strength or a little bit more will to be able to do that. Um, and I do right. usually have people who do, do come back and say, oh, yeah, I did. I took those steps. I did that. Life looks like this now. Life's better. Life's clearer. <laughs> Might be a little harder in the process. Sometimes things get a little bit harder before they get easier when you're looking yes. at stuff that's been in the in the closet for a while. But um, but yeah, the Reiki is really uh, is really the first opportunity a lot of people have to identify the block and to feel what it is like to have that clear. And then the follow-up for them is just to continue to take those steps. That makes sense. Yeah. And what has your journey been like into Reiki? Is this something you've been in for a while or what what led you into this, this space? Yeah, I got into it because traditional medicine actually did fail me. Fail is kind of a strong word personally for me, but I had a really strong period of anxiety and depression um, in my late teens and early 20s. And um, I was in traditional therapy and I really liked my therapist, but I didn't feel a huge internal shift. Right. And I um, I started looking into self-help books. I started looking at like positive thinking and changing my mindset. Um, and that kind of led me more into a spiritual understanding of my life, my body, the world around me. And it just kind of clicked with me. It, it wasn't anything that I had grown up knowing about or learning from my parents or friends or family members. But in my own research, when I read these things about how the body is made up of energy, we can feel other people's energy, it can affect us. Um, it felt very, very true for me personally. And it led me down the path of uh, getting trained in Reiki receiving Reiki and then getting trained in it because I could feel its effects on my anxiety and depression. I could feel it calming me. I could feel it clarifying where I had some blockages. And, um, and it's helped me become much more aware of myself and yeah. why I do things that I do. It doesn't mean I don't do them anymore. You know, if I'm triggered and I have a bad day, I'm not perfect. Like I might get angry or I might eat a tub of cookie dough. <laughs> yes, yes. So like that happens. But but the Reiki and and working, I also do intuitive readings with my oracle cards and looking at all of those pieces of the puzzle, of the whole puzzle of my life have really helped me gain so much clarity on who I am, what what I need to do to heal and where I'm going. In those moments when money is just not moving as fast as your dreams, Earnit provides the financial momentum you need to keep moving forward. Earnit is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work, up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. You just download the Earnit app and verify your paycheck. Then you access up to $100 a day as you work and you can leave an optional tip. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. 
I honestly would use Ernan in lots of different ways, but what's on my mind recently is I need a night out. I need some good tacos to sip on a few virgin margaritas and celebrate you all helping this podcast earn 26 million downloads. Make Earnin a part of your financial routine and join Earnin's over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about Earnin, I think about financial stability and security. Gives me a lot of peace of mind. Download Earnin today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N, in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earnin app, type in Talkin' Money under podcast when you sign up. It will really help the show. Talkin' Money under podcast. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank, subject to your available earnings daily max, pay period max, and location. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Okay, friend, I want to know, what are your money goals this year? Are you saving to buy a house or maybe a wedding or a dream vacation to somewhere tropical? If that's you, please, please take me with you. Or maybe you want to just grow your emergency fund because, let's be real, life is expensive. I want to make sure you reach your goals, so you need Monarch. That's why the Wall Street Journal named it the best app for growing your savings. Monarch is the top-rated, all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. You can create custom budgets, track progress towards your financial goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash ETM. Here's what I love. Monarch is the most customizable budgeting app. You can change the layout of your dashboard. You can go between light and dark mode. You can create custom budgets and notifications. You can set up all of these automatic rules for your transactions and notifications and so much more. Monarch is obsessed with constantly improving their product. Get this. They release updates every two weeks, and they even allow customers to submit suggestions, vote on requested features, and view the product roadmap. This, my friend, is totally original. Plus, they will never sell your data to third party or show you ads. I think that's really important. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it is the top-rated personal finance app. And now, listeners of this show get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash ETM. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash ETM for your extended 30-day free trial. I'm sorry, but I have the best dog ever. Her name is Winnie Stardust. She is a mini golden mountain doodle, full of life, and I would do just about anything to keep her happy, healthy, and safe. Today's episode is sponsored by the ASPCA Pet Health Insurance Program. Your pet is part of your family and you want to do the best for them, but vet bills can really add up. We jokingly keep telling Winnie she needs to get a job to pay for her vet bill. That's why you should check out pet insurance. And with ASPCA Pet Health Insurance, you can focus on the care your pet deserves and cover what matters most. The ASPCA Pet Health Insurance Program offers customized accident and illness plans making it easier for pet parents like you to help your pet get the care they need. The ASPCA Pet Health Insurance Program has been around for over 18 years, and they've helped more than 600,000 pets during that time. They allow you to customize your plan, helping to ensure that your pet's plan is as unique as they are. Because vet bills can really add up, especially when you are least expecting it. 
It's simple. Use their app to submit a claim and you'll receive reimbursement for eligible vet bills directly into your bank account. To explore coverage, visit ASPCAPetInsurance.com slash ETM. That's ASPCAPetInsurance.com slash ETM. Again, that's ASPCAPetInsurance.com slash ETM. This is a paid advertisement. Insurance is underwritten by either Independent American Insurance Company or United States Fire Insurance Company and produced by PTZ Insurance Agency Limited. The ASPCA is not an insurer, is not engaged in the business of insurance. The weather is getting warmer. I'm so excited and it is time to say goodbye to all those jackets and sweaters and hello to the shorts and t-shirts. I wanted to update my summer workout wardrobe for the long haul without, you know, spending a fortune. Luckily, I found Quince and I am in love. Quince is your go-to place from everything from premium European linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, timeless, 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. The best part of all, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes those savings on to you. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. I love that. Okay, I bought the dreamiest pair of workout leggings and a bright pink workout top to match. Honestly, ladies, I gotta tell you, these leggings you need. The price cannot be beat, and I feel like a million bucks wearing this cozy workout friendly outfit. I've worn it for like five days straight. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash etm for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's q-u-i-n-c-e dot com slash etm to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash etm. We've got an Ask Shauna from Roberta, and Roberta says, Hey, Shauna, thanks so much for the podcast. I absolutely love that you keep me on my toes every single episode. I never know what to expect. That's actually part of the plan, Roberta. She says, I would love to know what some of your favorite money books are, maybe three to five, that you would suggest that I absolutely should read because I feel like I'm reading all these books, but I probably should read something that also helps me in my money journey. Thank you so much again for the podcast. I am a super loyal listener. And P.S., please don't ever stop this podcast. (laughs) Roberta, I love your P.S. because there are definitely times where being a podcaster can be a little bit challenging. And I think, maybe I just won't do the podcast anymore. And then, of course, I snap out of that very quickly because I actually super, super love doing this podcast. And so, yeah, best money books. That's a Great question. I would say a couple come to mind uh, just right off the top of my head that are absolutely my favorite. So, Invested by Danielle Town. We've had Danielle on the podcast before. If you have not listened to her episode, it was last year, 2018. You should definitely go back and find that episode because it was a gem. So, what I loved about Invested is that. Danielle was this corporate attorney, and she actually, she wasn't a corporate attorney. She was an attorney, but I think she worked in the startup market. Yes, now I get it right. And 
she wrote this book. Her dad was this investing legend, Phil Town, and she was so tired and burnt out from being an attorney, and she really wanted to learn investing and change her life. And so she went through this whole long process of learning how to study companies, learning how to find good stocks, learning how to be a really seasoned investor with her dad. And she wrote an entire book that chronicles this whole journey throughout the year. And I think it's one of the best investing books I've ever read because it's actually a story and you're actually in her life. So you're learning about investing, but you're also really connected to her journey and the process that she's going through. And she talks about investing as a practice, just like you would go to a yoga practice or karate practice or whatever you whatever you do. Investing is that same way. It's something that you have to practice over and over again. So I would definitely, definitely, definitely recommend picking up her book. Also on the investing front, we had Michelle Snyder on the podcast earlier this year, a couple months ago, I think. And her book is called Plant Your Money Tree. And I have now read this book three times cover to cover. And I have made so many different notes. This book is really fascinating because as she says, it gives readers a strategic and actionable way to look at their financial life in a whole, uh, just a whole different way. So I have learned so much about investing about the stock market, about economic trends. But the cool thing is that she writes it in a way that you can understand. It's not some crazy jargon. It's like, oh, okay. And she walks you through this process of different economic factors that you need to pay attention to. And so then I would go straight to my computer and look these things up. And it just was super exciting. It definitely has changed the way that I think about investing and the way that I'm actually practically doing investing. So that is a book you can pick up and you absolutely have to keep this book. Don't ever give this book away. Uh, another book, actually, he's going to be on the podcast uh, in a couple of weeks. I'm not sure the exact date, but it's from Daniel uh, Amanduri. Hopefully I'm saying that correctly. And his book is called A Millennial's Guide to Financial Freedom, Don't Save for Retirement. Hmm, interesting. So I have read this book cover to cover, of course, because that's what I love to do whenever we have authors on the show. And wow, Daniel's approach to finances, retirement is so in line with my thinking that we now as millennials, younger, even Gen Xers, Retirement's going to look very, very different for us. And so we have to think about it differently. It's no longer going to be this thing where we work until we're 65 or 70 and then we stop working for the rest of our lives, which could be 20, 30 years that no, things are going to be so much different. And why not find a career that you love that you could actually do for the rest of your life and just think about retirement completely different? So this one will really shatter everything that you thought about saving for retirement. And so that one, I'm so looking forward to the episode. So definitely, definitely make sure that you check out that episode when it goes live. So Roberta, those are three of my favorites. They're on my bookshelf forever and ever and ever. <laughs> and I'd highly suggest that you pick those up. That's so powerful. And just when you were talking another kind of question came to mind. I 
I hear a lot of pushback. It's not pushback. That's probably an unfair word, but a lot of questions that some of my friends have since I've been down this wellness journey about Reiki and what if I'm a person of faith? Mm. How do those two things intersect or do they not intersect at all? Yeah, I think that they very well can. It depends on the person's mindset. My intention is not to change anybody's mind or to um, make them believe something that doesn't resonate with them. I I work with people who are open to this and who it fits in with their spiritual beliefs. Um, and I was raised in a religious family. My parents are very religious. They respect what I do, but they don't really understand it, and that's okay. Um, and so I just say, if if you're listening to it and it resonates with you, You'll feel it. You'll feel like, hmm, yeah, I'm interested yeah. in that. And if it doesn't, that's okay. There's another path for you. Um, so I'm not out to change anybody's mind or to make them feel the way I do. Um, and if, if religion helps somebody in the way that Reiki helped me, that's wonderful. And I think that's a good thing. Um, so yeah, I think, I agree. yeah, I think it can fit in for the right person who has, like, I have a client, regular client who is, a wonderful person, very open to this, but is very strongly Greek Orthodox and, um, but can see a little bit of how this works in his life. And at the same time goes to church every Sunday and celebrates the Greek Orthodox holidays and plans to raise children in that faith. So for the right person, it can, it both, there can be a bridge. Um, but if there isn't, that's okay too. I think as long as people are getting clearer and more aware and looking for what ways to heal for themselves. That's what's most important in the world. I, I agree. I think being open to different ways of healing, I think, is such an important mindset to have because you don't know where the healing is going to come from. That's what yeah. I believe personally. And having these different experiences, I know for myself, uh, so you had reached out to me and we had uh, a distance Reiki session, which yeah. I thought at first I was like, well, I don't know how this is going to work if yeah, I'm honest, <laughs> because it felt a little a little different. And yet through our session, some of the things that I felt when we were distance apart and then when we came back and chatted about those were strong feelings. So, I mean, mm -hmm. it wasn't like I... I, I felt like you were you were in the room with me, which yeah, is a yeah. really sort of interesting, again, another sort of mind-blowing um, experience. But I want to dive in a little bit to our session. But before we get yeah. to that, I'd, I'd love for you just to explain a little bit about distance Reiki, how that sure. actually works. Yeah, distance Reiki, your logical mind, anybody's logical mind is going to think like, <laughs> what is that? <laughs> like, you know, because like somebody is maybe thousands of miles away. <laughs> and, um, and you don't, you know, Reiki is often thought of as hands on healing where the person's literally in the room. Distance Reiki is becoming more popular as people see the advantages of it for working with people from all over the world. Um, and base the basic premise of it is that energy travels and even like if you're thinking about a friend and they suddenly call you, it's because your energy fields were connecting. You could feel them thinking about you. Wow. And so it works in the same way with Reiki. And uh, it's all about intention. So in a distance Reiki session, I 
probably look like a crazy person, but I work out of my home. And so I have my, my Reiki bed, which is basically a massage table. And I walk around the bed for the length of the session, pretending that the person's on the table, tuning into their energy field and placing my hands exactly where they would be if the person was literally there. And I'm, if I'm working on your arm, then I'm transmitting energy into your arm and you would on the other side, hopefully feel that energy into your arm and other parts of your body too. So it's, that's how it works. And it does, it does take a little bit of getting used to, and definitely a little bit more openness than just going to a local practitioner. But, um, but I do find that it works just as well. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, I, again, I had no idea what to expect, but I, I definitely felt like I felt this, this, a whole rush over my body of relaxation. And by the time the session was over, I was so completely relaxed, which for me is a little bit admittedly of a hard thing to do, to feel yeah. that relaxed in, let's say, like the middle of the day. But right. um, <laughs> I definitely felt something. And, uh, you know, I, I'm, of course, like a very rational thinker. So I'm always thinking like, okay, am I just making this up in my head or did I actually feel something? But when I thought about it, I was like, no, you know, there, there was this feeling. And then when we talked afterwards, some of the things that you said to me were things where I was like, okay, there was no way that, that you would know these things about me or know that I was struggling with these particular things. Mm -hmm. And so it's just for me having my mind open to receive that and um it's i think is just a really fascinating place to take yourself particularly if you've never done it before it's just an experience yeah i i think it never hurts to try you know it's something you can only gain from it's not like trying medicine or something that could potentially harm you there could only be good effects from it yeah and one of the things that I, I, I want to talk about just a couple of things that you uh, discuss with me after my session, because I want to be open and transparent here. Like one of the things you talked about was, which many, many, many people have told me this, you just told it to me in a little different way, but that you described some sort of like bright colors around my head and talked about this whole idea of me learning how to balance my head because I am very heady with mm-hmm. you know my heart and my soul healing which I'm not very good at. Mm-hmm. Talk a little bit about if you if you could if you remember like what that was like. Yeah, do you mean like how did I tune into that or what was the message of it? Maybe like both. Like how did okay. you tune in and then and then what was the message? How did that translate sure. then? Yeah, so how I tuned into it um when I'm doing the Reiki, it messages appear in different ways for me. Sometimes they appear visually and sometimes I just get a feeling about them. And sometimes I actually hear words or a phrase for that piece of it. I did tune into it visually and I saw just these brilliant colors around you. Um, a lot of times when people live too much in their head rather than in their heart, the head almost feels like a block of heavy energy. Yours had a lot of beautiful light around it. And what I then do is I take the image that I'm seeing and I basically translate it. I feel like I'm a translator for the messages that I'm getting. So my translation of it was that 
that logical energy, that head energy is really serving you. You don't want to uh, mitigate it or try to stifle it in any way. You just want to also expand the, the soul, the heart, the awareness of the body so that you're, you're keeping both in balance with each other. Um, but for some people, like the overthinking can be like kind of wear them down for you when you use it in a really nice high vibration way where you're using it to help other people. You're thinking about things in a new positive way. You're, you're translating finances for people. Um, and so that energy is really serving you. And it's just a matter of also bringing that light into other areas of your body. <laughs> yes, which are important, of course. <laughs> yeah, I had the the solar plexus, um, you know, that you were talking about earlier. I already know that about myself, but to yeah. hear you say that back to me and was interesting. You said that uh, something about that I've used it to be a very strong shield where I've learned yeah. to protect myself. And it's, it's like a strong BS detector for me, yep. <laughs> which, yeah. which I'm like, yeah, okay. I, I think, I, I think I get that. But yeah. um, that was also really interesting feedback because again, not something that you would, if you listen to this podcast or you, you read articles about me, not something you would maybe inherently know, but that yeah. is something very true to me. That's great. Yeah. Yeah, I know. You're, you're, the solar plexus for you didn't feel like a gash, but it felt like you were protecting, like you had like your own little army <laughs> all right there. <laughs> but it comes from going through some hard stuff. And yes, and sometimes it wounds people and sometimes people can grow from it to really know how to shield themselves when they need to. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just so many things in our session. I could go on forever, but I think one of the other really important things you talked about is that, um, you know, my heart was holding a lot of grief, which it is. I've talked a lot on this podcast about a lot of things that I've been through. I would imagine probably a lot of people have, have heavy hearts with lots of different, you know, types of grief. Um, and you talked about releasing this, like, and, and you talked about whether it's journaling or burning sage or whatever it may be that all of us, I think, can find some sort of practical way that may even feel a little bit silly, but is this, um, outward expression, I guess, of being able to release and let go of things. And I think when we do that, our minds our minds are more willing to to release things. Yeah, the heart can definitely hold on to a lot. I do often see the heart um, is often connected with another chakra too. So if the heart's holding a lot, sometimes the solar plexus or the sacral chakra will be holding the wound as well. Um, mm. But yeah, the release piece of it is something I always recommend in different ways to different people because that is part of the follow-up. With the Reiki, I'm working to do some of the release and starting the process, but the process does need to continue. And I do recommend rituals, um, like you said, burning the sage or journaling or doing something where it feels like you're getting it out. And I always mention that intention is key. So if you sit down and burn sage without really thinking about it, it's not going to mean too much. But if you do that with the intention of this is symbolic of me releasing a breakup that I had or a job loss or um, a disappointment that's been sitting heavily on my heart, with that intention, it really can clear the energy there. And if you do it repeatedly, it does continue to work then. 
Yeah, yeah. It's definitely something my husband and I have started to do a lot of these, oh, great. Um, you know, outward expressions, I guess I would say. And I wanted to yeah. ask you, uh, as we wrap up here, an interesting question. So I'd ask you prior to recording what what you thought your biggest money lesson is. And you said mm. something really powerful that learning that working with the energy of abundance doesn't mean that money will just appear. So it doesn't just yes. for me say, I want to earn $500,000 or $100,000 or whatever, yeah. or whatever it may be that that the money isn't just going to float out of the sky, that you, there's actually practical things that have to happen as well. I'd love for you to just dive into that a little bit. Sure. Yes. I went through a period in my life when I was getting into this and starting to practice it for myself more and learning about um, manifestation and calling in abundance, all of that, that I started to think, well, you know, I can just, if I, if I follow my heart, then the money will appear. And so I, I was a full-time teacher and I left that job and, uh, didn't have any income, <laughs> left the job to start a business with the business not even being started yet and, uh, and had zero dollars in income. And I had a, my daughter at the time was just over one. My husband was working, but didn't have a salary that could support both of us at the time. And so we started to go into debt and it was, it was the best thing that ever happened to me because I saw that not only could I believe in abundance, but I had to respect the money that I had and not just think that it would be handed to me because I was following my heart. Um, it was a great lesson and it taught me how to offer respect for, for the money that, that comes in. Um, and it helped me to really become invested in organizing my finances. Before that, I'd get money and I'd spend it without really knowing where it went every month. Um, and at the time when I was working full-time, my husband was working full-time, our salary was more than we're making today, but the money was just being frittered away. And now having built a business, I did eventually after that period, I went back to tutoring part-time, continuing to build my business, um, got out of debt, thankfully, and uh, with the help of some family members, which I'm eternally grateful for, and was able to rebuild, really. And um, it really showed me how to, how to offer that respect and not just believe. We can do this energy work. We can do the manifestation. We can call in abundance. We can ask for that amount of money that we think we need. But at the core of it, we really, first of all, need to feel like we're worthy and deserving of it. And second of all, when we receive it, we need to show that we know how to handle money. And I wasn't able to do that at that point in my life. And after having gone through those lessons, I can, I feel much more confident in saying that I now know how to do that much better. I'm not perfect at all, but I feel like I, I trust in abundance and I also trust in myself. And that was the piece that was missing. So I'm I'm just not going to lie. Reiki has actually been a huge contributor to my own healing. And it was really something that uncovered these blockages that I've held for such a long time that were keeping me from my money goals, from my life goals, from really so many things. 
of course, as always, you have to find what works for you. So it's going to be something different for you. But sometimes a new experience just opens you up in a way that you never imagined that it could. If you want to learn more, head on over to Shannon's website, wisewomanoracle.com, and be sure to mention to her that you found her on the show. Thanks so much for checking out this episode and a big thanks to our sponsors that make this show possible. Remember to subscribe in your favorite podcast player so you never miss an episode. But before you leave, I want to empower you to embrace where you are today, the good and the not so good. And remember, nothing lasts forever. Just keep taking small steps every day and remember how awesome you truly are.